Welcome to a new episode of Tower Light Talk, episode number 195. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're going to get into some news. Uh, we got a lot of news today, but before we get to that, let's let's geek out a bit. Um, Chris, what do you got going on? What have you been geeking out on? I don't have a lot, but I do want to mention that we're approaching 200 and we should start thinking about something for that episode. Just going to plant that seed right now. Okay. Remind <laughs> me when we're done. <laughs> I will. Um, <clears throat> other than that, we've, uh, I've been on the path to the Snyder Cut of Justice League, so I've been attempting to rewatch the other <laughs> films in that series. Um, I do enjoy Man of Steel for what it is, uh, and I I can watch that numerous times. Uh, but I didn't get through Batman versus Superman, and I'm definitely not going to watch Justice League, the Whedon Cut. So um, I'm excited for the Snyder Cut to a certain extent, and I'll be watching that over the weekend uh so that's that's been pretty much it uh but i got back into reading into the dark so i've been kind of got to a point where it's a lot more exciting in the book uh got past that first beginning and now i'm kind of hooked so uh looking forward to getting deeper into that right on good 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 i'm glad to hear you're back into it um man what have we been doing uh finished up ready player two yesterday i think um i don't want to give any spoilers to it but it is good it's not as good as the first one but there's some parts in it that i loved quite a bit and um i'd be excited if they decide to do something with it uh as far as the big screen which i'm sure i mean the first one did well so i wouldn't be surprised um so yeah just doing that and then i decided for my next book to get that sandman audio series oh cool Uh, yeah, I never read Sandman, um, and obviously, you know, I might be missing some things in the translation because I'm listening to it. But at the same time, it's a fully produced audio drama with sound effects and like different cast members. So I'm probably going to love it. And then maybe that will make me go back and read it. I don't know. So uh, I just started that this morning. Um, so we'll by the time you guys hear us next recording, I'll get through some more of it (laughs) um all right so let's go into marvel news uh there's nothing honestly it's very weird no marvel news is really dropped but uh winter soldier and falcon is out this weekend we're recording this on the 18th of march so uh check that out i'm very very excited about it i love those two um i love those two separately and together i'm sure we're gonna have an awesome time i'm sure you agree of course it's my uh it's my favorite part of the mcu this is this is one row two i could have just done easily but i've watched those movies numerous times and pretty much see them in my head so no need i'll be just having a blast with the two tomorrow yeah it's gonna be uh both sides of the pond competing for our attention this weekend um and i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm there i'm there uh, so let's jump over to the DC side of things because there is some news there. Uh, first things first, The Flash. Um, we do have a confirmation that Kiersey Clemens is back to play Miss Iris West. I know she got added into this new Justice League Snyder Cut, so I like that they're kind of paving the way and bringing her back into the fold. Um, and then we also got Maribel Verde. 
Dew, who is going to be playing Barry's mom. Uh, but with that, they'll be switching out the mom for the dad as Billy Crudup is out. Uh, what do you think about all this casting shake em ups here? It's great. Uh, Billy Crudup, I read that he couldn't do it because of scheduling issues. So it wasn't uh, anything negative. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these these castings are great. I do like Kiersey Clemens coming back as Iris West, that they, they're not just going to get rid of that role for her, that she was able to do it. And that Zack Snyder did bring that part back into the cut. And, I'm, you know, that's the thing about this cut is that they're going to very much do these short stories about each of the characters and developing them more over that four hour period. So I'm interested to see what that, you know, the Ezra Miller flash side of, of things is in this movie. Yeah. It's, um, you know, with, with the teasing of what's his name, uh, Michael Keaton and maybe even Affleck and maybe even Pattinson, like this sounds like it could be a bananas, uh, movie. And obviously I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Uh, in other bananas news, because DC likes to just straight up take things in a shotgun and blast them at a wall. uh, (laughs) We've got an announcement that our man might be getting his own movie. Um, I know you're a big Justice Society fan. So what are you thinking about this? I I don't see the point of an our man movie by itself. Um, I, I think the our man character is really a great character, but it fits well within a team dynamic. Um, and the thing about this too, is when I've, when DC started talking about the different levels of movie making, uh, say like things are meant for the big screen, things are made for HBO max, you know, there, there's a lot of room to work with this kind of stuff, but you know, there's a lot of other characters I'd like to see before an hour man movie sees the light of day. Yeah, it's, I guess the only thing that I would say is, well, A, he's on Stargirl, and right. I'm perfectly fine with that, you know, adaptation of him. Um, I wouldn't mind if you gave us a Golden Age movie, though, and just that's mm-hmm. it. You know, I don't have to see anything with the now stuff, and it's just, you know, maybe it eventually gets there, kind of like how Wonder Woman did. Um but do I care right now? Not necessarily, but if you're if you're doing it, you're presenting it to me, that's kind of the way that I'd like to see it. Well, why isn't he in Black Adam then if you're putting the JSA in that movie? You know what right. I mean? It's just kind of like it's a weird thing. And like you said, DC loves to play their dark game. So we'll see. Yeah. We shall. Um, Over on the smaller screen, uh, we got Michelle Gomez. She's cast as Madam Rogue in um, Doom Patrol Season 3. I don't know that character, so... I don't either. Okay. I I don't either. I'm just just eagerly anticipating this next season. Such a good show. Um, Weird, weird stuff. And, you know, just that's it. I mean, there's no announcement of when it's coming out yet, right? No, no. Or Titans, you know, we don't know yet. Um, I'm assuming Swamp Thing is DOA. Yeah, that's completely. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, what? Like you said, whenever they decide to put it out, sweet. You know, that's awesome. We'll watch it. Uh, Eliza Helm is going to be cast as a young Cat Grant 
uh, for Supergirl flashbacks. Um, obviously, that was originally played by Calista Flockhart. She was amazing uh, <laughs> as Cat Grant. And, um, you know, it was sad when she left. Uh, so, you know, I guess there's going to be some flashbacks about Cat when she was known as CJ. <laughs> what do you <laughs> think of this? I I don't think about it at all. <laughs> Besides when I wrote it on this outline, um, you know, there's only a couple things I want to see from the Arrow versus this year. I keep forgetting about John Cryer's Lex Luthor, who's appearing on Supergirl. And I really liked that Lex Luthor. So I'm kind of missing watching that. So I'll probably go walk, watch those episodes. But other than the John Diggle Green Lantern stuff, hopefully uh, that's that's really all I'm there for. That's it. I agree. And, I, you know, once I see that like announced, you know, once they say, hey, he's there and, and this is what he looks like, whatever, then I'll go and catch those episodes. Because right mm-hmm. now I don't. I'm not watching Flash until it's like done and I can just binge it and be done with it. And then uh, just as a kind of tease for you guys, um, you know, Justice League Snyder Cut is out today or yeah, today at the time yeah. it's recording. We will be doing a three-part podcast bonanza uh, <laughs> at DFAT Entertainment. Um, we'll be recording a really long episode split into three parts, kind of the way Zack Snyder did with Justice League. <laughs> um, so you'll be able to hear part one on uh, Campfire Chats. Uh, you'll be able to hear part two. No, no, no. One is on, sorry, one will be on Gutsy Media Podcast, part two on Campfire Chats, and part three here at Towel Light Talk. Uh, so if you want to listen to all three of them, subscribe to the DFAT Entertainment Network, and we will be going deep into the Snyderverse. <laughs> so excited. No, I am. I, I love these crossovers <laughs> we do. I love geeking out with other people. So be there, guys. Be there. It'll be uh, coming out in the next couple of weeks. So yes, 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 yes. Um, all right. So do you want to take this? Cause you know more about this. I do. So let's talk a little bit about the galaxy far, far away. Uh, dirge who most of you probably know from the Jendi cartoons, maybe from some of the dark horse comics yeah. is making his return in war, of the bounty hunters. So the upcoming crossover event from Marvel comics led by Charles soul and the other creators, uh, Charles Soule is just doing such good things for Star Wars right now. But this takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And will kind of chronicle the interactions between Bubba Fett with his bounty Han Solo in the trunk and the bounty hunters going after him for that prize possession. So as I always say, I was always kind of surprised Boba Fett didn't meet too much opposition on his way to Jabba's palace. And in new canon, he shall. So Dirge, um, yeah, he was a cool character, I thought, in the yep. uh, the Jenny cartoon. So I'm excited. Yep. Yeah, me too. Um, when you teased that image out in our chat, I was like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> nice to finally get some love for that series. Yeah, and speaking of that, that's a good lead-in. Uh, Disney Plus is adding more content, including the Jenny cartoon. So... I'm really excited for that because um, I have those on DVD, but they're very hard to find. And it's great that more people will be exposed to that. Uh, So in addition to that, we are also going to get an Ewok smorgasbord, uh, the two movies 
uh, Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure, and Ewoks, the Battle for Endor are hitting, along with the classic Ewok cartoon. Uh, Right? About time. I've been thinking about, like, why weren't a lot of this, why wasn't a lot of this stuff on? I understand, like, content drop and whatnot. And they still haven't announced the droids cartoon, so. Right. I remember that. Jeez. Right? Man. Maybe they want to coincide it with the new droid live action show. Who knows? I imagine that's exactly what they're going to do. That's uh, that's that's a good idea right there. Um, along with these uh, will be coming the only good part of the holiday special, which is the which is called the story of the faithful Wookiee, which is the animated short that introduces <laughs> Boba Fett. Um, and it is truly the only good part of that holiday special. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, cool. Well, let's get into our first commercial break and we'll come back with some comic news. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream ale. Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint. A few laughs. And some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. <laughs> a political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's like- bad. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back from those informational commercials, and we're going to jump into some comic news. Uh, So first up, Spider-Man is going weekly. Uh, with the Chameleon Conspiracy. So the Chameleon was actually Spider-Man's first supervillain. And this June, uh, there's going to be a big, not a big event, but a, I guess a fun event running weekly in Amazing Spider-Man uh, number 67 through 69, along with a special giant-sized Chameleon Conspiracy number one, which will wrap up the whole series in a one-shot. Uh, so quick little, quick little event uh, featuring your favorite web-slinger. Yeah, I um I like this. I feel like Chameleon, he's a usually just gets taken out real easy, um, and doesn't really have as many consequences. But like, then you go and do a whole Skrulls thing mm. <laughs> forever, and it's like, yeah, people who look like you can screw up your lives majorly. <laughs> so I'm glad that they're um, putting in some emphasis on him because I actually do enjoy that character. Yeah, I'm always kind of surprised Chameleon hasn't made a big screen appearance yet. It's kind of I thought he one. was going to do it instead of Mysterio, um, right? honestly. But there's I, always been, I, uh, yeah, there's been those rumors, right? A lot of the time with him. Yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, so that's Marvel. Next up in DC news, we're getting our second uh, creator-owned comic under the DC Black label, and it's by James Tinian the Fourth. It's called The Nice House on the Lake. It is a horror comic. It will be drawn by Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Uh, it launches this June. And so this, you know, I love 
I love this kind of stuff. I I think the Last God was their first creator-owned comic under that imprint, uh, and it looks like they're looking to do more of those with this. So, uh, yeah, I love I love that fact right there. Yeah. So I thought Black Label was done. No, they got a new um, chief editor, or whatever, just the other day. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm all about this. Like, I like creepy lake houses. I love horror comics. Like, I love horror in general. And Tywin is a great uh, writer. So, bring it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, next up, following suit. Uh, all these great DC characters are hitting their 80th anniversaries. And Green Arrow is next. Uh, so, we'll be seeing a massively oversized one-shot, as usual, in June. And that will be from stories from Mike Grell, Jeff Lemire, Phil Hester, Otto Schmidt, Ben Percy, Tom Taylor, Devin Grayson, Stephanie Phillips, Mariko Tamaki, Ram 5, Ram V, I'm not sure which it is anymore, uh, Vida Ayala, Nicola Scott, Chris Mitten, Laura Braga, Max Fumara, Brandon Thomas, and more. I mean, that's a mouthful right there. It and um, I think, it. yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Especially without too many mistakes. Um uh, as usual, each, uh, I mean, as usual, this comic will get a variant for every decade. Uh, so if you're into collecting $10 comics, get get your hands on all of them. You know uh, we are. Much. You know we're going to get these. <laughs> I, you know what? It depends on the artist, right? Uh, well, they got so, them down here. I mean, I I would, yeah, there's some good ones. Mm-hmm. Gary Frank, uh, 80s. Right. It was funny, like, the, the, the J. Scott Campbell for Wonder Woman was a weird decade. It was, like, the 70s or whatever for her when mm-hmm. she was, like, a secret agent with no powers. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. It's J. Scott Campbell doing a Wonder Woman cover. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, looking forward to that. Very much so. Big Green Arrow fan. I know you are. And I'll at least Jeff Lemire's back. Right? Exactly. That's what's up. I loved, I loved his run of, of Green Arrow. It was so good. Next up, DC is putting out a Pride anthology. Uh, we've we've seen them touching on a few different things from Asian heritage to Latino heritage. And now we're looking at a, a Pride special. So that's coming out in June. Uh, and that will be featuring characters like Poison Ivy, uh, Crush, and Lo- uh, Crush and Lobo, where Lobo's daughter is, um, is gay. And a few other characters. I mean, Harley Quinn. They just came out again at Alan Scott. They wrote that into Infinite Frontier. Uh, a lot of different different characters are uh, being covered, including even Batwoman. So it's exciting, uh, and I love that they're coming out with comics like this uh, just to encapsulate all the readership. Yeah, and I we didn't mention it. I just forgot about this. Like they're doing a, a Captain America, yes. um, like premiering a, a gay Captain America character too during Pride Month. So exactly. And I think that's that's kind of like an anthology um, book that's coming out for that for Captain America. It's kind yeah, of a... United States of Captain America is the is the miniseries. Okay. Um, I totally forgot and we didn't add it on, but we, we got it. We got we you. Got it. We got it right <laughs> we'll type it in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, the Batman, the anime series made a big comeback uh, this past year with uh, the adventures continue where. Uh, new stories from that world that we grew up in uh, were were delivered, and they're going to be doing a second season. So 
uh, it was teased that the Court of Owls will be part of this. Uh, so I think that's awesome because they've been touching on these villains that weren't part of the show originally and getting into those stories from uh, the animated point of view. Nice. Yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. You know, that's arguably the greatest Batman interpretation that we've ever had. So ever keep, keep it going. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And it just proves that Batman needs to be a serial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. I'm surprised they haven't done, and maybe they haven't, correct me if I'm wrong. Have they done like an Arkham series, like set in the video game world? No, but I hope they're listening. Yeah, you guys over there, DC, sure. (laughs) Please do that. (laughs) Uh, And then last up in DC news, following in the, I guess, the line of these cool comics like Batman Black and White, Superman Red and Blue, which I just read the other day, and now Wonder Woman Black and Gold. Uh, So it is Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary. Uh, They're doing a ton of stuff for that uh, this this year. And so this, I love these comics. They're drawn in two colors. Uh, They tell, it's like five to six stories uh, in each issue. And um, I just, I love anthology books like this. I do too. Um, not only like this one, like for the artwork, but also it gives a lot of these up and coming writers a chance to like kind of make their mark. You know what I mean? Which I think is always a really good idea because it sometimes it just seems <sighs> I feel like Marvel's way worse at it than DC is. I think DC gives more uh, diverse voices, actually. But um, yeah, I just like to see that it's like, okay, this is somebody I have no idea what their previous work is like. Let's see what they can do. Exactly. Uh, and it's and it's amazing because you get you get th- people like John Ridley, who did the next Batman, writing a story for Superman and just bringing that in. If And if it's very popular and people like it, you might get John Ridley Superman series. Or yeah, something like that. right. So, exactly. Uh, so it's 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 amazing because you might not ever get John Ridley writing Superman and then you get this one little story uh, that you're gifted with. So a lot of fun, uh, some some really, really deep stuff as well. So check out check out Superman Red and Blue. It's out there. Black Batman Black and White, I think, is just wrapping up in a matter of time. So both are out. Check them out. Uh, then last up in comic news from Dynamite. Uh Ultra Carbon may be dead on Netflix, but it is alive and well in the pages of the comics. So we're getting the second Ultra Carbon graphic novel. It's called One Life, One Death, and that that arrived that arrived on March second. Sweet, yeah, that's awesome. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so let's kick it over to Crowd Sorcery. And we got we got something kind of neat here in light of switch. A Neo handheld PC is on Indiegogo. Now, is it is kind of it is an expensive system. Don't get me wrong here. We're talking probably like seven, eight hundred dollars, right? No, I'm sorry. Eight hundred and sixty nine dollars. Eight hundred and sixty nine dollars. I was looking at the the Chinese (laughs) currency. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I read that totally wrong when I put this on here. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty expensive. But I mean, what are you paying for a good PC these days? Right. That's the other thing. So this this is interesting because you don't get a lot of opportunity to play your PC games on the go. 
no, like hardly any opportunity to do it. Not with graphics like this. This is ridiculous. I mean, it's a I won't even say it's like a low end PC. It's a pretty high end PC. <laughs> yeah, I shared this with Colin and he was he was like really excited about it because it is expandable. Uh, and so oh, it's wow. not like, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the, so this is something, guys, where I think we'll see more and more of these hitting. Uh, so check it out on Indiegogo. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes for you. And then last up in Crowd Sorcery, we've been playing playing Savage Worlds. We've been uh, kind of, you know, trying out that RPG uh, opposed to like Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot. It is a different system. And so we've been playing something called Eastern Texas University. And um, right now on GameTabletop.com, they have the latest uh, expansion for that. And we were we were talking about maybe uh, we were picking this up, right? Yeah, this is um, this is pretty cool. Yeah, ETU is is a really fun uh, basically, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer in role-playing game form, uh, where you're a bunch of different college students and weird paranormal stuff happens to you. So this is their first official expansion of that core mechanics, I guess. It's on. Uh, we'll leave the link on for both of these uh, so you guys can support them if you're interested. But yeah, it looks like uh, a lot of fun. And like I said, if you if you haven't tried Savage Worlds, it's a different gaming mechanic than classic like 5e or, or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever or D20 system basically, but it's a we love it. It's a lot more fluid, a lot more chance at role playing, and um, I would say ETU is definitely probably the best of it. It's it's pretty great. Definitely, I don't think I mentioned what it's called. It's called Study Abroad. Uh, so you get, yeah. it looks like a exchange student. Uh, adventure, uh, which is, you know, fun because we've been kind of stuck in ETU and it's time to get out in the world. So <laughs> this, this is uh, fully funded at 700%. Uh, so I would uh, suggest you guys check it out. So let's jump over to TV news. Take it over. I can do that. Yeah, for sure. So if you were like me, you watched Cartoon Network um, in your 20s and <laughs> watched <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls. Um and we are getting the live action version, which we talked about the last time uh, on the episode. But now we have our official casting. Uh, so the Diablo Cody co-written um, live action adaptation will star Chloe Bennett, uh, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt as Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup. So uh, no news about who's going to be playing Mojo Jojo, um, their evil <laughs> monkey adversary. But I am excited. I know you are uh, specifically for Chloe Bennett. But yes, <laughs> I'm excited for the whole thing, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think this news dropped like mere minutes after we were talking. About oh, yeah, it was stuff yeah. last week. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny how that works out for our show. But this is a neat, neat concept. I read something where they're already the three of them are already hanging out, getting to really know each other and, and whatnot. So this will be an interesting show. Yeah, <laughs> they're already older. It's like they've already mm -hmm. saved the world a bunch of times. So it's pretty cool. And then finally, in TV news, uh, Ryan Johnson is teaming up with Natasha Leone for a series called Poker Face. 
Um, it's a mystery show that will be exclusively on the Peacock Network. Uh, they've ordered 10 episodes for the series. So he's working on Knives Out 2. He's working on this. He's working on this Star Wars trilogy. Um, but what do you think of this specific news with uh, Poker Face? I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm excited for more Ryan Johnson stuff uh, because I, I do think he's, he's kind of a genius in some, some regards. Uh, and I love what he does. And I just think that all the crap from the last Jedi overshadows what Ryan Johnson can do. And um, I, I will watch this. I think Knives Out redeemed him luckily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause everyone, I don't know anyone who doesn't like that. So, which is great. Uh, so let's go on to our second commercial break. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. Okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like this is perfect quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. We're back after that second set of luscious commercials, and we're going on to some movie news. Uh, we've got some more uh, Borderlands casting. Um, so we have Krieg will be played by Florian Montu, who was Victor Drago in the Creed two movie. Mm. He was the son. Um, he's huge. Okay. <laughs> he's like a big dude <laughs> and he should be cause he's playing a, you know, one of those awesome, uh, evil bad guys. Um, so Good. What is their names? I don't know why the hell I just, I literally just blanked. Psychos. Psychos. There you go. Psycho Psycho bandits. Yep. Um, So, yeah. Yes. So they'll be playing him. And it will be interesting to see if he's going to be a good guy or bad guy. Um, And then also we have Ariana Greenblatt has been cast as Tiny Tina who is one of the best characters in that whole world. So that's good. (laughs) Very excited for that. And then finally, uh, the actress Haley Bennett will be somebody who has to go up against Lilith, who's Kate Blanchett's character. So a new role uh, we haven't seen in the Borderlands uh, game series yet. So I don't know why they do those sort of things, but, (laughs) you know, we'll see. We'll see what that means. Bring it, Eli Roth. Bring it. Exactly. Uh, we also have um, an adaptation of the graphic novel Canto from IDW. So it'll be an animated feature, and Westbrook Studios will be bringing that to life, uh, which is Jada Pinkett and Will Smith's um, studio. Yeah, this one, I remember I put this on our show when it was the comic because it just looks really neat uh so and i kept wishing that maybe this would become a video game even uh so 
I'm really happy to see this is coming to, uh, you know, it's going to be an animated feature. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all about it. So uh, I guess it's a mix between Wizard of Oz and Dante's Inferno. So that's creepy. Uh, Michael B. Jordan officially signed the deal to uh, direct um, Creed 3. Sweet. Yeah. I'm... I'm all about that series. It's insane that it's so good, too. (laughs) On like a 40-year-old series at this point, 50? I mean, it was the 70s, so it's it's just insane to me. It's these true sequels. (laughs) It's these true sequels. Yes, this is true. This is is true. Um, And then let's see here. Uh, John Wick director uh, Chad Stileski is set to be doing a new movie that's die hard meets indiana jones what um what does that mean i i don't know uh you know (laughs) he he recently worked on deadpool 2 he did hobbs and shaw the dude knows directors um or sorry knows action so hey i'm there for it whatever whatever that is this classified here Exactly. I guess that's really the point. the 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 premise behind it, uh, just just the tagline enough sells me on it. Being that I love those John Wick movies, so sounds exciting. Yeah, thousand percent. And then we're going to be getting a documentary about Pee Wee Herman's Paul Rubens. Um, pretty excited. That's going to be on HBO Max. Uh. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Pee Wee Herman documentary. Yeah, I, I I'm excited for this. I do. I mean, we grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I think that you know Paul Rubens is is a good actor. So I'm I'm happy that we'll be getting a behind the scenes uh, look at that colorful world they created. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so yeah, so that's that's coming at you. What's going on over in gaming news? Two games that we are in need of playing uh, were announced. <laughs> yeah. this, not announced this week. I guess Dark Alliance was on the announcement chain already. But um, first up, TMNT, the Ninja Turtles are back with another side-scrolling adventures a la the 1990s uh, arcade games and whatnot. So I'm very excited for Strider's Revenge. And it better be multiplayer online, which I'm sure it is. I think, yeah, I think it is. Um, it's the guys who did Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game, which is just absolutely brilliant. So I have full faith in this, um, in this like Turtles in Time type of adaptation, uh, which is arguably the greatest Turtles game and, and one of the greatest games. So I'm there. I, I am so there. I'm so ready for this and uh, bring it on. Exactly. Uh, and then. Secondly, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is releasing an action RPG. Uh, it's Dark Alliance, as I said. It's coming on June 22nd, and the basic version of it is $40. Uh, it looks nuts, uh, and I'll probably be picking this up day one. Yeah, it, it does. You know, they, they have Baldur's Gate, and Baldur's Gate, um, it looks like classic Dungeons and Dragons, which is 
you know, again, perfectly fine. Uh, this one looks like a lot more action packed and I am all about it. <laughs> yeah. It's also a diff- different perspective as well. Right. It's uh, I think Baldur's Gate is more Diablo camera and this one is more behind like third person. Yeah. Third person. I would say. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool. And then um, today we got our first look at the PS5 VR controllers. So uh, I've been holding out on buying the VR system because I had a feeling that, you know, a new one would be coming out with PS5 with the new generation graphics. And I'm glad I waited. Uh, but these these are neat. Um, you, you shared this this morning. Uh, can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, they look to have a little bit more of like the um, Oculus uh, type of controller. So more haptic feedback uh, fits around your hand so that you can kind of get used to like if you have to grip a lightsaber or climb some stairs, um, which you do both in in that awesome uh, Vader game. So, you know, we haven't heard much about the peripherals as far as what's going to look like with the headset and everything, but the controllers is a step in the right direction for sure, because it really does change, you know, the wands are fine. I have the original VR system and it's, it's fine for sure. But I always like, anytime I played VR with like other people who have PCs, I'm like, yeah, this, this is the way it should be. (laughs) This this feels the way it should be. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I just, I can't wait. Uh, and I just I keep downloading all these free VR games since they started releasing them, just so I have a nice little library to to mess around with when it does launch, and I can only afford one game. Yep, yep. Moss, <laughs> exactly. Moss for VR, so fun, so fun. Cool. Um, yeah, you know what time is it though? Oh man, it's it's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy lovers and action figure enthusiasts. Uh, here's here's something from Prime One that we love to share but won't be buying. Uh, if you can <laughs> afford these high-end collectibles, uh, the latest from Prime One is coming soon. It's based on Batman's appearance in Detective, Detective Comics number 1000. So this beast of a statue will be about $1,300 uh, and about $1,500 for the deluxe version. It's due between June and September of 2022. And it comes in at 41 inches tall. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for that price, it should. Uh, I mean, geez, $1,300, $1,500. Yeah, I mean, that's whew, that's insanity. That's just, is there a payment plan? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But even those payments are uh, probably oh, a happy. hot toy each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Unless you want to pay for like two years. You're like, yeah, sure. Um, next up, uh, Mondo. Uh, Mondo is, be- is going to be releasing some Marvel mecha figures. And so the first two figures of that are going to be Spider-Man based. Uh, one of them is red and blue and also one in his black costume, which will be the limited variant. So these are... These are cool. I mean, I kind of put this in here because I do like what Mondo does with these oversized figures. Uh, These are 10 inches, 30 points of articulation, and you'll be getting a ton of accessories. So I collect the 
the master universe figures the the one six scale ones from them and i'm a big fan because they are they are like oversized action figures compared to like hot toys where it's a little more intricate and high 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 quality to mm-hmm. to say the least uh so i you know i won't be buying these but i'm sure there's people out there that would love to get their hands on them yeah i i don't like these at all as far as the look goes um to me they look like glorified legos which i do have the mecha version <laughs> of this black super or um yeah black spider-man outfit so i just I'm not going to spend the money that it would be on a Mondo. You know what I mean? I guess that's the real difference. Exactly. Um, And then also Mondo has teased their largest collectible ever. And that's going to be the King of Monsters himself, Godzilla. So with Kong versus Godzilla coming out soon, um, we've seen lots of lots of collectibles coming. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for that. Absolutely can't wait for that. Speaking of things I can't wait for, color me Mac ready because NECA is finally making Mac ready <laughs> from the thing. McCready. Uh, McCready. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's a good play on words, right? Um, <laughs> it's like, what? Macintosh? What are you talking about? <laughs> so McCready, uh, played by Kurt Russell, of course. Um, We'll be getting an awesome clothed action figure with all the accessories. And so <clears throat> this is pr- pretty much some of the only mon- um, NECA stuff I buy still uh, because I, I'm trying to get my full John Carpenter collection in that scale uh, as those kind of like fancier Mego style figures. Yeah, this is the one I've been waiting for, honestly. So... Um... When you showed me this yesterday, I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> Time to order. <laughs> that's, yes, sir. Uh, they don't make it. It's it's taken forever. They never have made that guy. It's so weird to me of all the different Kurt Russells out there. <laughs> so I'm pumped. Right. Especially when McFarlane made Snake Plissken from Escape from L.A., you know, I mean, from Ugh. that movie, you know, yeah. did he make the Escape from New York one? But then he made the thing monster figures. Right. But never McCready. So uh, I'm very excited for that. Very excited. Uh, you share this with me today. Nightman, Nightmare Batman and Superman from the Snyder Cut will be getting hot toys. I, yeah, I, I would not be buying these. I, I don't like that batman at all um because he shoots people i get he's in a desperate situation and the future has changed but every time i watch that scene in batman versus superman it's cringeworthy it's just it's so out of character the entire movie is out of character for batman in my opinion um <laughs> you're out <so>. of order <laughs> exactly i i can't even finish that stupid movie but i will be watching justice league instead of I will counter that by saying it is probably the only scene I really like in that movie. <laughs> and I used to, you know, maybe I need to rewatch it. Obviously, it's been a good 18 years or whatever since it came out. But the two of these together is five hundred and fifteen dollars. So way cheaper than a normal uh, hot toy. But also I want the Mezco release i hope they re-release that figure now and it's not 
thousands of dollars, which it is right now. Like it's and it's really funny because someone on Reddit where I saw this uh, had had posted yesterday that they just bought the black suit suit Superman <laughs> and like a crappier version. And then this got it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably spent, a, you know, eight hundred dollars or so to get that one. And then this drops and you're going to get the figure for two fifty. Oh, my gosh. That is uh, patience, patience. That's it. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I'll wait for the nightmare version of Mesco to get re-released because I bet you they'll do it. I, you know what? It was one of the earlier figures, so it would be nice to see them re redo some of these. That yep. Man of Steel one is fugly. Exactly, one of the fugliest things I've ever seen in my life. And you know, I am a big Mezco guy, and I I can watch the evolution of the figures across my display here on my desk. You know, so <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so once that Christopher Reeves one came out this year, I was like, man, they are a high point right now. High point. So yep. speaking of that, we've got about an hour until the uh, Rumble Society release. <laughs> little less. I, Is that... Little less. Mezco is releasing new figures today, guys, at the time of this recording at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you are already listening to this later. So, And it's sold out. <laughs> sold out. <laughs> Um, so I do want to mention last couple bits of news here. We have some exciting things coming out of, I don't want to say the end of COVID. I want to say as COVID regresses a little bit across the world, as people are getting vaccinated and we're getting back, trying to get back to society, it's good to see business coming back. And so Lego is going to be opening a hundred stores in 2021 and that's pretty exciting. Um, and that's across the world, I believe, um, or the nation. I'm not sure. But another bit of news here is that Toys R Us is has been bought again this week. Uh, so they were actually, when they went out of business, a, a company bought them. That failed. And now this company, which uh, bought them now, has actually been pretty successful in revitalizing uh, stores and whatnot. So... We have a major void to fill in the toy world, the toy shopping world, uh, because I'm not the biggest fan of these box stores. I hate Walmart. Target's okay. I like Target enough. It's 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 they do a good job and they pack things well for shipping. But I miss Toys R Us. I do. Um, you know, whenever they actually open, uh, I will go to it. <laughs> You know, I guess it's just because of how long it's taken and I get it's COVID and all that and all this extra stuff that's been happening. But we'll see. We'll see what's going on, see what they decide to do, how they revamp it. Um, yeah. Toy sales are up 30 percent in the last yeah. year. It's yeah. it makes sense. Right. But I also think that that market is lacking with a store like that. It's it's just without KB, without Toys R Us. It was just kind of a weird thing for collectors um, to have that. And I, the only thing about this is that this is going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a scaled down version of Toys R Us with more of their own products. Probably. Uh, it'll, it'll be set up more for play in the store interaction and stuff. So we'll see what this uh, looks like in the coming years. Uh, so that's, that's our show for today. Uh, so you can find us at defatentertainment.com uh, with a slew of other shows, uh, 
from different genres. Uh, so check us out there. Also at don'tforgettotell.com, uh, where it all started. And check us out on the socials at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, guys. I really, you know, like Chris said, we're approaching 200 episodes. Um, we really, really appreciate everybody who listens and supports and shares and all that fun stuff. And, you know, we're also getting ready to get into our 10th wave, I guess, of uh, <laughs> phase, phase, wave, fave. Yeah. Of uh, don't forget a towel. So we've got some big changes coming up um, in the future and we are really happy you guys are along for the ride. So this is Casey saying, go read some comics. And this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel.